Welcome back community. We're back in business. We've had a wake off. Todd's recovered from his flu, I hope, Todd. Yeah, um, spending a bit too much time with the Collins boys last week. Mm, got infected, but uh, he's back in business here. Yeah, had a quiet weekend community and I'm back. Well, so, back physically, back physically, but not back super coach wise. Still outscored you again this week, Todd. How did you uh, end up on the weekend? Oh, I had a few average um, players on the field, but still managed to pull through with a 2,275, 15K for the round. Uh, that puts me up 4,000 places to 18.5K overall. What about you, Harrow? It's pretty cute, Todd. Um, yeah, look, 2,382 <laughs> 2, on the weekend. Uh, top 1% that was. So up 4,600 spots into 4,515 overall. So, yes, you can tell there's a bit of arrogance in my voice at the moment. Yeah, what, what trades did you end up making? I uh, brought in Steele, Parker, and McComb. I was nervous about McComb, but very happy with his output on the weekend. But unfortunately, both of the primos, Parker and Steele, stunk it up. Oh, Steele's not going to drop below 650K for the rest yeah, of the season. No, I'm pretty scared. I did say <laughs> that. He's already below 650K. That's good for the people who don't have him, like myself. We'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll snatch him up for under 600K soon, Harrow. Very, so unlucky there. Very disappointing, that result. But anyway, hopefully he'll be a great selection long term. But, geez, I'll tell you what. It was a good week for our umpire-abusing man in brown and gold, James Sicily. He's my little pig of the week this week, Todd. I could have gone for McRae who bounced back, but oh, there's a pig on the 23 round average. Just very happy with his output, Todd. Yeah, he was good, Harrow, but um, a few other people made trades this week as well. Yeah, tell me about your trades, Ben, Todd. <laughs> yeah, so we got rid of Dacos. I don't know about that one, but I needed the cash. Uh, yeah, not sure about that from you. But... Horn Francis and the huge Dixon. Mm. But it allowed me to get in Cripper. Yeah. It went bang. Short got him in, went bang as well. So you've abused Short all year. He said he's got no heart, I quote, and then you've got him in. Oh, at that price, I got him after that game. He had no heart in, and it's been translated back in, and he, <laughs> he's rebounded back nicely, and he's jumped up, a think, up to 560K now. So I had to get him when he was cheap. And also got in McComb, who looked quite solid. And yeah. Seems I was a bit worried about his job security, but it seems like it cemented his spot for a few weeks, especially with a few young yeah, doggy players going down. Yeah. And is that a, another oink oink, Harrow? A very popular one this week. Uh, Who have we got? <laughs> There's a pick. Jordan Dawson. Oh. We're calling for that big score and bang. He delivers. In a big loss too, so it was a really impressive score from him. Yeah, but he was just, oh, he's left boot with something else on the weekend. All right, Todd, so fairly similar to last week. Going to go through our rookie targets for this week. Boys on the bubble, you're having a perv on in the bath. Um, before we discuss the abattoir, we pay a visit to a, a few of our cows there. Uh, and then we look to upgrade. So we consider who we might think about bringing in this week, who presents a bit of value. And if we've got time, we might consider some top six predictions for the rest of the season. So Todd, rookies. I've noticed that a lot of these top teams in the top 10 or top 100 have got no cash generation on the bench at all, and they're waiting to fall off the yeah, cliff. Yeah, it's, it's quite stingy. I have noticed they have those dead cows who they can just loophole yeah. to get those extra points. But um, as the season goes on... That will catch up to them. And they go to the abattoir, and they've got no juicy options to cull. And, um, yeah, they're going to have a bit of egg on their face at that moment. Big and time. that's when... Um, 
us serious super coaches start to uh, make our move. Big time. All right, so this week we've got a few boys um, that are looking juicy, Todd. Yeah, well, the, I do know about the, the bubble bath. It's a mm. bit, bit full this week. A, a, few, lot, a lot going on. a few in there. It's probably the um, most popular week we've had with, yes. the, with the bubble toys and the um, <laughs> rubber ducky in there. But anyway. There's a guy called Morris in the bath. Todd. Yeah, has a, a sexy mo. Yes, big Morris Rioli. He was he was bloody good on the weekend. Job security, I was a little bit unsure about. Yeah, so but was I. After watching that um Richmond game closely, he just looked so dangerous uh, forward of center, and he mm-hmm. was getting involved in a lot of their um their passages of play. Even if it was just one of those Rioli knock ons that um yeah, are so damaging. I yeah, I reckon he's in the side for the next few weeks at least. Yeah, and, I think um, so. I think also the fact he scored ninety plus against the Eagles and he sort of questioned whether or not he'd repeat that against the non waffle side. But I think encouraging that Skill scored seventy two, didn't kick a goal. Yeah, no goals. So, so there is room to improve there. Definitely scope for improvement and still got involved in scoring chain. So hundred and twenty three K looks like a very good option. Yeah, in saying that I wouldn't I'd be um, cautious if he was on your field because I know I'm um, looking at his VFL form. While he did have a few good games, he also had the odd game where he comes out and goes four or five touches and you don't really want that to happen on your, um, on your team. Very true. Next man up is I think the most popular trade-in this week that I've seen so far, Jack Carroll. Yes. You're keen. So I know um at the moment twenty six thousand super coaches have gone with Morris. Yep. Eight thousand have gone with Carroll. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people are going Morris, which I think myself I will be doing. Yeah, given that he's a forward option, obviously yeah, he's a bit more appealing. Too. Then yeah, this this next boy, Jack Carroll, is also a good option. I know that he's a popular Todd. I'm not gonna be bringing him in. So for someone that's in a similar boat to me. I've already got Hobbs in my midfield. I think that Clark, who we'll talk about a little bit later, is a better option. Um, and I just, yeah, just don't have room. I've also got McComb from last week, so I don't have that uh, extra spot. But I can understand why Carol presents, um, yeah, excitement for people. But I don't know, job security, do you think it's good? I'm not sure. Um, it doesn't seem to be too bad. He got a bloke. That we're quite close with. That's uh, yeah, the, banging down the door to take the his big spot. Dog, dog, he's yes. happy at the moment. But, no. um, so hopefully he can come back in and maybe push Carol out of the side. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the Blues don't mind Carol at the moment. He was injured um, earlier in the season, came back in the VFL and um, had two solid games. I think it was, and then got injected into the side. And he's had nineteen and then eighteen touches and. Um, didn't have a possession in the first quarter on the weekend as well. So yeah. can clearly find the footy. I'm not going to be getting him, I don't think, at the moment. The next man, unless you've got something else you want to say about Carol. Yeah, so um, this next man, I feel like a lot of Subi coaches, uh, they'll be going Morris Rioli if they go the one downgrade. But then yep. some might be going the double downgrade this week because there are so many options. And then that leaves the, um, the decision to get Carol or Hamilton. So Hamilton's also been brought into 8,000 sides. So it's quite close between Hamilton and Carroll at the moment. And Avoid community. Scoring well, looks like a player, promising, great attributes, all the things that Leon Cameron hates. 
He has terrible job security. He could have 20 possessions and a goal and get dropped. Too scary for me. Could be egg on my face, but I will not be touching this man. Yeah, I feel like uh, a few super coaches will be looking towards Hamilton over Carroll because he's only 100K. Mm. But then his job security is a massive grey area, isn't it? Yeah, completely. And I think, yeah, just the other thing to consider as well is I don't think it's necessarily just a decision between Carroll or Hamilton. I think that, like myself, there's scope to be bringing in Clark if you don't have him already instead of one of those two. So I know that people even went early on him before he played a game and were rewarded with a ton. I think his upside is better than both of them. And I think I will be bringing in Rioli and Clark and not Carroll or Hamilton. Yeah, so Clark is a good um, option. Of course, you can go early with him this week. Yeah. Myself, I feel like I'm going to wait until next week to get Clark because I just, yeah, there's not a lot of, there hasn't been a lot of rookies like this. Yeah. Um, re- in the depends on your weeks. side. Like you don't have Hobbs, so you've got extra space. But yeah, if you, yeah, it just depends on the amount that you've got. I feel like if you do already have someone like Hobbs and you've got McCone as well, then Clark's a better option than Carroll. Then in saying that, the benefit <clears throat> of going Clark over at Hamilton or Carroll this week is that a lot of super coaches do have a rookie at M8. And I feel like Clark could be a, a lot it. better scoring I'd option. Not, yeah. He could get you an extra 20 yeah. points this week on the field. Yeah, big time. That's a really important consideration. I think he's fielding worthy above some of the others for sure. But, um, yeah, personally, I'm going to go with Morris Rioli and then I'm leaning towards Carroll over Hamilton and then I'll go for Clark and to get him next week. But if you're on the watch list, a few other rookies, um, I can see here that you've, for some reason, put in Buku Kamas. He's playing key forward at the moment. I'm not sure if he's... Yeah, well, the reason these are on watch, how they go on the weekend, is because there's just been nothing happening in the back line. Yeah, Zero. That's true. No, no defenders. The other bloke, and this is an amazing story, back after a 1,000-something days, Rory Thompson. I actually spoke about him in preseason, and I think that he, despite that really yuck score of 30 or 30-odd on the weekend, I think he's actually a decent option in your back line, just on the bench as a warm body. Job security is pretty good, um, and I feel like if he can average 50 points, there are a lot worse yeah, options. I can't see him averaging much above 50, but yeah. if that's all we have, if he comes out and scores 60, Yeah, I just with the way that um, a lot of people have um, SDK, McCartan. McCartan, even O'Driscoll occupying um, D7 and D8. So it's just been hard to um, turn over those cash cows who yeah. could be primed in the abattoir in the coming weeks. So that's mm. why I am a little bit um, excited about potential prospects. But then again, they haven't been scoring that well. Very true. Well, you've just flagged there, Todd, that we might visit the abattoir to see who's getting ready to uh, have the bolt to the brain. Um, sorry, graphic description there. That's very graphic. Sorry, huh? but look, we've uh, we termed this segment abattoir slash injuries slash butters. So we'll get to him a little bit later. Yeah, so Whitfield, it yeah, could we, be plus Whitfield plus, as well. Yeah, yeah butters plus could, Whitfield. Oh, yeah, we're getting a bit tired of talking yeah. about him. Just get him out. But if we've wandered down to the abattoir, Todd, and we've, we've poked our head in, there's a little boat that's just got holes all inside it. Oh, so um, I don't know. I was actually on this boat over the weekend. It's uh, ventured up uh, 
a little bit too far north past Japan, <laughs> up into um, the northern, northern waters of the world. And then it found itself speeding past the Russian foreshore. Oh, and the next minute, gee whiz. bang. Oh, no. Bottom of the ocean, bombed by Putin with a nuclear-sized mincing. Yeah. <laughs> Sunk to the bottom. Ben Minson. He's been Minson community. Oh. The boat's done. It's buried. <laughs> it's it's at the boat bottom of the oh, ocean. Geez. I was caught on it. Do you think that was a good selection in hindsight? Um he's averaged around 75 since I've had him and he's made 120, 130k. Mm. Considering the boat did go down in a pretty Bad way. It still wasn't the worst uh, decision, considering it allowed me to get a few rookies in when I made that trade and freed up the cash. But um, yeah. it would have been nice if he did a little bit more and pushed into that 400k range, and it would have been a massive win. But unfortunately, um, he's a bit adventurous, our man Bowie, and he's driven the Bowery into um, dangerous waters. And yes, been absolutely sunk by the Kremlin. Uh, and the break-even is 116. He's got to go if you've got him. Who else are we looking around at, Todd? Well, we've got some fat cows at the moment. Uh, this one's a bit of an old... Um, it's really old cow. Past its due by date. Yeah. Uh, Rochelle, if you still have that, that's might get food poisoning there. Yeah, but, that's, um, that's... yeah it's still worth uh, getting... Not sure what the beef version of Salmonella is, but <laughs> if you've got Rochelle, you probably need to... Uh, Throw that out, get yeah, it in the bin. He hasn't hit the ton since round. He hasn't hit the half ton. Oh. Hasn't half tonned up since round four. Yeah, that's yuck. So that's, get rid of him. That's, um, yeah, not great. The, the next man could not get a game in a side that didn't have enough players to field an AFL team, Todd, and was replaced by a bloke not on the list. Um, yeah, I Reckon one could say he was pulsatingly stiff to miss. He was incredibly stiff to miss the game, Todd. And I think that he just has to go, doesn't he? Uh, so he was out of my side last week. At 246k, he does um, – he is enticing because he allows you to free up a lot of cash to look to upgrade this week. Who do you go down to, though? Stranatica? Stern Dick, huge dick to Stern Dick. There's a bit in that. I don't know. No, I feel like a lot of the community with a loophole um, mm. situation, DPP, should be able to trade him into one of those midfielders or your Morris Rioli. You should be able to trade Dixon into a forward. You'd yeah. hope so. You would hope so. Uh, next man I don't have, you have. I've avoided this man. Plays for Freo. Nod, O'Driscoll. Probably almost time to go as well. Um. For those who have the Bowery boat this week, um, I think you're going to have to hold Nod because there's no one to go down to. Mm. So for myself, I'm holding him and waiting until I swim back up into the light and um, get some air back into those lungs because at the moment I'm at the bottom of Putin's swimming pool and it's not very fun. So No, not we'll, fun. Yeah, we'll look to... Um, upgrade Bowie this week and unfortunately Nod has to stay there for another week but his break even is 55 so it's not the worst to yeah not terrible him. not terrible are we sort of working through a descending order of priorities here so Bowie clearly priority into Rochelle huge dick O'Driscoll next man Josh Ward oh fuck not <laughs> sorry <laughs> a bit of 
profanity there, community. <laughs> Apologies. He's just so frustrating. I think he's going to be a good player, but he just that big score is proving very elusive. And I feel like he's just consistently hitting those fifty scores. His break even's already forty six. He's not really going to do. Right, mate. He's, he's playing us. He's playing. He's us. playing us. Yeah, goes bang in the preseason. Oh. One hundred and thirty was it? And yeah. now everyone thinks that big game's coming. I don't reckon it's coming. Maybe it's not, but he's Maybe probably not. Maybe yeah, week yeah. after his buy, when everyone trades him, yeah, he's going to go trading, 120. He'll go, he'll go 120. Yeah. yeah, well, he's not doing you too much damage if you hold him, but he's off, definitely offloadable at the moment. He's just at that juicy price, 248K. Break even is still only 46, but to target those mid-rookies that we want to um, get. Yeah, he's primed to, uh, to cop it in the head this week. Um, Horn Francis, a lot of people have already got rid of him, but if you've still got him... Is another one a little bit past his due by day, but he could come good. Um, if you do want to, if you do need that extra cash and you still do have him, it's worth looking to move him on. Mm. But I feel like if cash isn't a worry this week, you could still hold him and hope he may pull out a ninety yeah. plus score, which he could be potential could potentially do. But mm. at the moment, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that the next bloke, oh, just another one of these. Tease Hawks rookies. Connor McDonald sometimes looks like he's going to be an absolute star, but the fact of the matter is he's 203k after round eight, which is really grim. He's only appreciated about 80 grand, break even of 21, so not super pressing. But yeah, he's not hasn't quite made it into the uh, abattoir. I into think the, yeah, I think he's not find him in a paddock on the um, mm, spud farm. He's there. mooing and he's about to go into the stables, but he's not quite there. He's still in the paddock, having some uh, doing a bit of grazing. The next bloke jumped on. You jumped on. I've avoided. This is probably why I've uh, maintained my spot above you, Todd. I, uh, <laughs> don't jump onto the spud rookies. But uh, Dylan Stevens just can't get a game. Still, still has in a, about 18% of teams. Break yeah, even is, I think it's negative two mm, or zero, something so low. It would suck to sort of trade him. And then it gives me Tom Highmore vibes. Traded him and then he got a game and went up another 150 yeah, grand. He has been emergency for um, yeah. about six weeks running. But he hasn't been... Setting the field on fire in the VFL. He's been playing solid, but yeah. I'm not sure how he went last weekend. But from my mm. knowledge, he's been having a few um, good, but not outstanding games. They were cracking into that Swans best 22. Yeah. Probably, yeah. There are probably other t- people to offload instead of him. This next bloke had an absolute stinker on the weekend. He was on minus five at half time. <laughs> Got into the positives by the end of the game, but it's really messed with his break even. Yeah. Breakeven's 50, oh, 198K, Roses. Malcolm. He's just going to be a long burn now. Hopefully he holds his spot. As long yeah. as he holds his spot, he's going to have to wait for that 18 to get out of his um, three-round rolling average. Yeah. And he should make another 50-odd K after that. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's a pretty extensive list that we've just gone through. But now we turn our attention, Todd, to upgrade targets. This is where we get a little bit excited and we consider players that we might be able to bring in. I don't know if many people will be able to do this this week, but these are some people, if you've got the cash, that you might consider going up to, and we'll start in defence. Now, Harrow. Yes, Todd. This guy will hit you smack bang between the eyelids. Yeah, what's his name, mate? Straight in the face. He can do it from any different direction he wants, from behind you, <laughs> from underneath you, from above you, just bang, in the face. Careful, Todd. Averaging 109, five-round average of 112. 
Guess what his name is. Oh, I know his name. It's bloody Isaac Cumming, isn't it? Oh, what an absolute beast he is at the moment. I'm so tempted, community, to get him. My heart's saying one thing. My head is saying to go to this other bloke, Doherty, who's having a stellar season, isn't he? He's looking very good. He's the number one ranked defender on total points in 16% of teams, just accumulating a lot of the ball told and using it very well, usually in that halfback role. So, yeah, look, 562K, probably not super value, but I don't he know is cheaper yeah. than he has been. I don't know if he'll get much cheaper than that. Well, I said that about Steele last week, and he's just pulled out of 75. So you never know. <laughs> but, yeah, he's definitely a good option, probably the safer option, Doherty, but you've got a raging stiffy for coming. Yeah, and um, this next bloke, we both already have him, but he's great value this week. He's break-even 75, and that is Jordan Dawson. He's starting yeah. to look very comfortable comfortable down at the Crows, averaging 103 at a mm. new club. I can only see him going upward from here as he has been getting used to that role. Yeah, I feel like early in the season, there's a bit of uncertainty about like where he's playing, so we're going to the midfield and look a bit lost, but... Now he looks like he's really sort of established himself behind the ball. He still floats forward, can kick goals, can intercept well. So, yeah, look, been a great pod for us. I think that, yeah, 5% of teams, definitely a good option to consider for slightly less coin than Doherty. Would he be your number one target if you were looking to get a defender in this week? Um, how much money have I got? 570K. You can afford Doherty. I'd get Doherty, yeah. But Dawson would, would be a close second. I would almost, I, I'd reckon I'd go Dawson community. I can see him pumping a 105 plus average from here on out and provide that bit of value. But then again, Doherty, he does look good. And I can see Doherty averaging near that 110 mark. And yeah. on the other hand, my man coming, oh, he's that? going 110 plus community. Oh, I don't think he's going <laughs> to average 110, Todd, but that's a bold call. I don't mind it. He's Are you going to get him? Are you going to put your. Put your money where your mouth is. At the moment, he's in my side. You can't talk him up and not get him. I did put community. a poll up the um, other week and had coming alongside Short, uh, Pendles, and Houston. And I was sort of wanting the community just to give him a few votes to just. Yeah, they didn't validate him though. But look, yeah, you just give me a yourself. bit more confidence. Just, but um, I think two people out of 150 well, said coming. Maybe so. you should uh, listen to the community, Todd. If you had to listen uh, to the community about Dugowie, he wouldn't be in your team and he might be not ranked 18,000. So who knows? I actually do like the coming selection though. 0.7% of teams. Massive pod. Huge so, pod. Um, so I'm getting around him. The only other one we probably, I don't know, you're not having this bloke in your team, then what are you doing? James Sicily. Yeah, get him in your side. You are, we he started him. Side. Started him at 440k. That's been very, very nice. He's just a gun. I can see him. See him being the number one defender. If I, I'll reconsider. If I had the 570k and I could get anyone, and I didn't have Sicily, he'd be my number one upgrade target over Doherty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm. So. I'm going to one up you here. Oh, here we go. If Gary Ablett Jr. was worth 565k and I had 570k, I'm almost going Sicily. That's, that's one, a bit of a stretch. One but of the Sicily stupidest things that's <laughs> ever been said on this podcast. We're getting a bit weird, community. But Sicily, he's just a lock. He, he was a bit shaky earlier on in the year, but now he's really found his groove and he's getting that consistent footy under his belt after yeah. missing such a long period. Doesn't and go forward either. So he's, yeah, it's doesn't a have a Clarko factor. So, yeah, bang, get him into your team. He's a, a lock for a top six, if not top two. Yep, agree. Now, Harrow Sparrow, the midfield, there's... Yes. Two options that I can see that 
provide a bit of value this week. Yes. Um, one being Brayshaw. You're a big fan of this man, aren't you? Brayshaw. Yeah, hyped him up a lot over pre-season, and he has mm. delivered, except uh, we do know that he can be a little bit inconsistent at times, and yeah. that's seen him drop down to 570K, is it? Yeah, 570K, three scores of below 100, which is a little bit concerning, but does have a big ceiling. Yeah, he can go big, and when he does go big, then it's, you know, it's big. Well done, Todd. Got that one out. Yes. No, look, he's obviously a gun, and 570K is probably a fair representation, I think, at the moment. I think I can see him getting back up above 600K for sure. Um, But, yeah, he's definitely someone that I'd be considering. Um, Probably have to consider buyers as well. Not sure what buy he's got off the top of my head. Um, But, yeah, definitely a good option. The other one... Patrick Cripps. Now, if you don't have this bloke... He was... What are you doing, first yeah, of all? You should have got him in last week. Well, you should have got him after round two, Todd, is when you should have got him. Uh, uh, he didn't do that. Bloke is an absolute The better super coach has got him last week, community. He's averaging 140. That's right. He's averaging 140. It's the number one ranked play in the game if you take out his injury-affected score. He's an absolute freak. He's back to his best. He's in 54% of teams. So most serious super coaches do have him. But if you, for some reason, don't have him in your team, get him in this week while you still can. Break even is up there. Don't have access to it right now because the computer's just cut Todd. But get him into your team is all I can say. Yeah, he's um, having a mammoth year. And apart from that, if you're looking to upgrade in the midfield, there's... Not a lot of other options. I know Steele, he will be yeah. draining a bit of cash. Cripps break is 50. McRae's draining a bit of cash as well. What about Petrarca? So he was a good one we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Been pretty average since, I'm not going to lie. He did turn up on the weekend, 106, but been a bit disappointing recently, Todd. Dees, what's what's going on? Um, so he did have that quiet game, and it was... Um, there was a bit of talk going around that his uh, knee still wasn't great. Right. But then uh, watching his last two games, he looks um, well and truly back and he's looking in great form. Uh, the 106 was quite low considering the impact he had on the game. Mm. And I think he had 36 touches. He was just a little bit inefficient yeah. at times. But if you don't have a tracker, that's another great selection at 560K. Um yeah, there's a lot of value in that, and I can see him being a, a top 10 mid from here on out. Now, Todd, speaking of players that have been in up-and-down form, we'll say, potentially for your team as well, little birdies told me that uh, you've got a message from the fortune teller. Jeez, this is... Um, Catered for you, mate. I've been Not sure it. if I'm happy. Community. I've been copying it from this bloke. It's, it's, I'm so sick of it. And I'm very glad that I think if the whispers are true, he's shifted his focus. Hey, it sounds like your turn to the dark side here, Harrow. And Look, you're, um, all I'm saying is it's nice to be free. Colluding with the fortune. No color. collusion that I have escaped his uh, mozzing this week, I think. But let's hear what oh, he has right, to I'm say. Nervous community. Yeah, I would be too, Todd. Welcome back, community, to another segment of Frenchie's Fortune Telling. Now, I thought I'd bring to light two players that I feel just aren't going to be the players that we want to bring in over the next few weeks. I know that a few 
members of the community might be thinking that these two might be some great upgrade options, but I just thought I'd provide, provide some wisdom on this and just let you know to steer clear of these two players. And these two players' names, which I'm about to say, are Jordan Degoe and Christian Petraka. Now, notably, uh, Todd's footy champs, TFC, the great man in the podcast, has both of them. Um, that's concerning for him, firstly. Uh, and secondly, I'll start off with Degoe. The man's averaging 88. Now, you can get Nick Mark who started off the season is averaging more than Jordan Degoe, firstly, who's on about 800k a year. That's ridiculous in itself. But secondly, further to Degoe, you might be thinking around that 450k mark, I'll just upgrade a Nick Martin to Degoe for 70k. That's all it'll take. Well, I'm telling you right now, community, steer clear of Jordan the Goods Degoe. That man is as inconsistent as Bowie. And I'll get back to Bowie in a second. But that, that man is nearly on the level of the Bowie boat. And that thing is really sinking real fast. Putin's nuked it. Anyway, I'll carry on. Petraka, the second player. Averaging around that 115 mark, notably only 105 over the last five weeks, is slightly concerning. And I feel like he isn't really providing the community enough points for his price, and I feel like he only comes good that last six weeks before finals. So my recommendation community is to just hold off on Petraka. Don't upgrade him up, up to him yet. Just hold fire and wait until that final series. Now, I'll get back to the Bowie boat. That boat sunk. I hope Todd's gonna get rid of him. And that's all I have to say, community. Fire up, enjoy the rest of the week. Signing off, the fortune teller. Jeez, I feel personally attacked this week. Will. I love it, Todd. Oh, I love that so much. That's just such a good result. And you know what? I agree with the fortune teller there. Petrarca can see him just peaking in that little back quarter of the season. I, t- I tell you what, I also agree with the fortune teller there. Petrarca will peak those last six games, but up until then, He's going to put on an absolute tear. Oh, mate. He's averaging 120 plus. He's oh. going to push his price to 650K. And then when it comes to those last six weeks, the fortune teller is going to try and get him in. He's going to be too expensive and he's just going to go bang. And he's still in the ground law of Crips and he's averaging 150 over oh, those last six weeks. Geez. So the fortune teller can get stuffed on that front. <laughs> in terms of the Bowie boat, also agree with the fortune teller there. Man, the fortune teller's the on the Bailey boat is he's, gone. He doesn't miss. He's right. And, and when it comes to Jordan Degoe... You also agree with the fortune teller, I reckon. I'll tell you what, Degoe's still looking a, he's looking a bit unfit since he went down Yeah, with that illness. But um, he's, he's going to be back. And when he comes out and pumps out a 120 this week, the fortune teller... Be on watch. Fortune Teller's gone three from three there, I reckon. I think he's spot on, and I'm very, very happy with him. He's definitely coming back next week. Stiff yeah. Todd. I don't know about the Petraka one at the moment. You're picking up a top eight mid for five. Oh, top eight mid. 60K. Not a top eight He's going to be the number one mid the last six weeks. So Not a top eight mid. You mid. do yourself community, but um, the Fortune Teller can get stuffed there. Now, Todd. Not much to report in the forward line this week. Heaney, I would wait for at least one more week. Break even of 120. Just sit back and watch for this week. 
One bloke that I did want to just flag was Mitch Duncan. Now, the reason that his scoring went up is because he moved into a different role. He went behind the ball into that halfback role where he dominates, scored 116. Break even is 95. I wouldn't get him this week, but I'll just, just watch. And if he plays that halfback sweeper role again, at 440K, it could be a very good option. So sit back and watch that one, community, and watch that very closely. Um, that's interest, interesting you say that about Duncan because he uh, recently got promoted from um, the kitchen to um, running bingo down at the uh, retirement <laughs> village in July. No, you so can't. He's an absolute gump. Just get off him. You can tell he's happy with that change with his uh, footy performance on the weekend. But um, just for just, me just at one the to moment. Watch, just one to watch. There's not many gun forwards in our forward lines this year for Supercoach. And yeah, I'll just be, you know, Dusty's back. That's also one to keep an eye on. But Duncan, bit of a smoky if he stays yeah, in that We'll watch him this week. If he tears up the uh, bingo this week and moves on to bigger things next week. Um, it will be one to watch because he has a break even of 95, 440K. He's quite cheap. For, cheap. Uh, for a bloke that averages over 100 every year up until this point, just about, he's definitely one to watch. Another one I think we forgot to mention, Butters. Oh, gee, A lot of the community are... Could be a segment. Getting rid of him. Yeah. North Melbourne this week. feel like you just sort of have to hold him, don't you? Break he's, even's about 100 and like low 100s. Yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah, I just – oh, it's frustrating. And his scoring has been quite disgusting, if we're honest, hasn't it? It's been really up and down like a yo-yo. He's pulled out scores of 58, 57, 58, and 52. He's got four scores in the 50s, which is just absolutely putrid. But then I'm insane that all of those scores have actually come at Adelaide Oval. So his last four games at Adelaide Oval, 52, 58, 57, 58. Bizarre, isn't it? Away from Adelaide Oval, 89, 130, and 114. So mm-hmm. he is playing um, down in Tassie this week. So hopefully Against that's, that's far enough away from Adelaide Oval as possible yeah. and he can bounce back. And it is against North who are – a bunch of training cones. So <laughs> 105 break even. He could hit that if he plays well. Uh, he, he could against hit the 150 hats. if he plays well. He's just so inconsistent. It's driving the community nuts. But hopefully he bounces back and he can start to find some form. But yeah, another question Another stinker and he's going to turn into Tim English for yeah, me. Yeah, he's got Rosie in that midfield rotation as well. Well, Rosie's taken his role. I feel, which is really frustrating. He's playing more half forward, but they did say that they liked him on the ball. So hopefully they put their money where their mouths are and actually play him in the guts this week. So yeah, watch that one community um, and hold this week. I reckon hold this week as well, which is potentially unpopular. Yeah, another one you did just say then, the um, Scandinavian. The big giraffe. We said that he was in the abattoir around there and he'd been wandering out when he was injured. Yeah, he's there. Saw Hammy. He's recovered. He's got and out of there. He's, um, now yeah. he's unwell. Yeah, he's got... taking a trip oh. to the uh, the local vet. So, yeah. So clearly not bringing him bringing him in this week, but definitely want to watch out for next week, the big fella. And I'm considering bringing him straight back in next week as well. Trades, Todd. Trades. Yeah. Now we'll look at um yeah some strategies that we feel like a lot of the community will find themselves some situations they'll find themselves <clears throat> in. Mm. And the first one is if you've got a little bit of dosh and you can go 
one down, one up this week. You probably need a little bit in the bank to start off with. Yeah, you would. Or yeah. if you haven't, or it might be downgrading, like or a maybe you, or something. yeah, and you have a bower, you might be able to trade up someone who's a bit more expensive. And um, I know a few might be able to do the one down. I, I was considering going one down, one up this week. Who would you have got rid of to then get? So going? I would have gone Ward down to um, Morris Rioli, mm-hmm. and then I would have gone Bowie up to Cumming. Yeah, okay. I think I just had enough money to do that. But then I decided to um, go against this because there are so many um, rookies on the bubble this week and it is a great opportunity to um, get a few fresh faces. So I've decided to uh, go with the second option, which is the double down and the one up. So Morris Rioli is coming for Ward. And then I'm getting in at this stage, it's Carroll instead of Hamilton, mm. and I'm trading out either Connor McDonald or Dylan Stevens. I'm not sure which one yet, community. Very, it's very. giving me a bit of a migraine. Mm. But that's uh, interesting. Probably, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm leaning to at the moment. Trades are, oh, look, trades are going to be interesting this week. Now, it's a definitely week of the double downgrade for Harrow Sparrows. And it's going to be similar to you. Hawks players are going to get out of my team finally. So Ward is going out and so is McDonald. And coming in for them are Morris, like you are doing. But Greg Clark is coming in for me, not Carroll. So sticking to my guns there. And you were critical of my strategy, Todd. If I go the double down, I've got 226 grand. And you think I'm a bit insane for not using a boost and upgrading at the same time. Yeah, I think you've been a bit of a coward here, Harrow, because 220K, that could transform Dacos into a coming. And that's an extra 50 points this week. Todd, this is but, um, short-sighted thinking. But then Will, over across from me, just goes, oh, well, you're talking to the 4,000th rank overall here. Do you know who that's... I am sort of thing? And uh, Can't, that uh... sums up his... Super coach journey over the years because if he's that excited about being 4,000 overall, then um, it's a little bit sad, mate. I think uh, Todd's peaked in about year nine, was it, with super coach? So wouldn't be uh, slinging mud from uh, from down there, Todd, at, at 18,000. I can't actually hear you from down there, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, I think there is some merit in conserving your cash. If you ca- So if you go double down, I don't think. That cash is wasted. It's clearly going to be used the following week. And you can serve a trade boost, Todd. We've been gifted these trade boosts, and I just feel like you never know when you're going to need them. You might be in the middle of the buys, and you might cop an injury and have something that you need to get rid of. I know you already get three trades during the buys, but if you have only got 16 one week, you might need those four trades, and I feel like they could be valuable. And you're going to be there. You've burnt your boosts, and you're going to look like a dickhead. And that's... I don't know about you, mate, but the boosts were invented to be used. And yeah, used to aggressively. Be... I, I feel like... It's round eight, mate, and you're going to have four boosts gone. The only other time I've seen someone do something like this is on the golf course when they've hit a massive drive down a par <laughs> five. They're 200 metres out, could easily take the, the four iron or even the, the three wood and hit it onto the green. But they are incapable. <laughs> And they go the layup. That's what you're doing, Harrow, the layup. You're laying up, you coward. 
I'm very content with my strategy, Todd. And that, that that's why I will be ranked higher at the end of the season. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see about that, Toddles. Um, <clears throat> when I've got a boost that I need and you don't, it'll just be the same result as the earlier matchup for us, mate. It'll be a Sparrows win. So I'll be going double down. Look, I might use a boost, but I don't think I will. Uh, I don't think I will. Um, and that'll be my strategy for this week. And um, in saying that, when trying to go for those primos, it is a good um, time to start talking a little bit about the buyers, Harrow. I think so. And I, I think that you have to factor in forward thinking for trades. And if you think about players you're considering bringing into your team, really looking at what buyers they do have and seeing if they fit into your structure. I know personally, it's probably unlike most teams. I've got very few players playing in round 12, um, whereas most coaches actually have a pretty good coverage of players in their side. But if I'm looking to upgrade, I really need to probably avoid bringing in players who have that buy. So definitely look forward and think about who you've got and uh, and what buy they've got. Yeah, so I feel like the ideal buy structure would be to miss nine players in round 12. Uh, Are we talking about just primos here or well, like just overall, overall te- we'll talk about overall team structure to start off with. You want to be missing ideally nine to eight players in round 12. Then in round 13, you want to be missing 10, maybe 11 players. And then in round 14, you can afford to be missing a few more leading into the buys because once so, it does, so this is factoring in, this is from before the buys. Start. Yeah. Before the buys hit, because once the buys do hit, can use your trades and too. you go past round 12 then you can trade some of those players who aren't going to play in round 14 to players who have already had their buy yeah. so it does provide that bit of flexibility and um you can make a bit of a move up the rankings if you do play that out well and you so, trade well so Todd I might put you on the spot here say that you do get through round 12 and you go into round 13 and you've got 13 or 14 players on the field and you want to make trades to get coverage, get a full team in, but you've only got three trades, you could have had a trade boost. <laughs> could have used a trade boost to get full coverage, but you don't have it. What do you do then, mate? Um, I'll just say one thing. I am um, too experienced and <laughs> far superior than you will to be in that situation because I do know that you find yourself in the worst positions come by rounds every year and then you have a little cry about it yeah, and the yeah, season mm. just goes down the drain. So yeah, look, I don't like the buys, but I do have a good spread of players in thirteen or fourteen this year. But round twelve, looking a bit grim. So need to bring in some players there. In saying that, at the moment, Isaac Cumming does have that dreaded round twelve buy, and oh, it makes me not want to pick him. But jeez, oh, community, I'm just some selections just get really excited about, and this is one of them. I can just see him going bang bang. Especially in league play, when you come up against one of your mates and you have come in, massive pod, just go 130, 140. It just yes. feels that extra, mm. extra special. I agree. Look, I get that, Todd, and I but, um, think he's a good selection as well. It, another thing when talking about the buys is even um, in your different lines, individual lines, you don't want to be missing too many. Yeah. Primo-wise... Um, in your forward and back line, you'd probably want to max out at two primos, missing per buy. Mm. Um, the, uh, the other... In the midfield, there are eight of them. So 
three missing for your primos would probably be the maximum leading into the buys. And that um, may make you uh, reconsider getting Brayshaw in this week. He's a popular target, but he does have that round. Um, he has a round 14 buy. And at the moment, there's your Petrakas, your Olivers, your Neils. So I know myself at the moment, I've already got Neil, Oliver, and Petraka. So getting Brayshaw may put a massive fawn in my backside when it gets to round 14. And I've got four absolute guns out. Mm, that is true. And just another observation. I know this happened to me last year and it was really annoying. It's probably unlikely to happen, but also probably more so for the forward and, and back line, but potentially the midfield as well. Try to avoid having too many players for that line. Do you know what I mean? So if you have five players on field and then two on your pine, am I making sense here? I'm pretty sure I just spoke about that. No, this you're three minutes is looking at those individual lines. Yeah. Primo wise, yes. You only want maybe two in your forward back line and maybe three in your midfield. But then overall, primos plus your rookies. Yeah. And yes, you don't want to be missing. You don't want to be having blokes you don't want on, to be... the, on the bench that you're not getting the scores for, but yeah. you're still not being able to field a full yeah. team. Yeah, you don't want to be having your whole back line miss one week and have yeah. everyone else play because then yeah. you're missing out. And you've got correct. I think mean, that may or may not have happened to me last year. You got 22 <laughs> playing that week, but then you can only field. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Exactly. And that day. did happen to me last year, which so, is very yeah, that annoying. does get a, a few of the um, newbies like Will. <laughs> Mate, that's why I've got an extra trade boost up my sleeve this year, Todd. So, yeah, that's definitely something to watch out for as well. Yeah. And, Harrow, we um, touched on it earlier, those top 100 sides with those dead cow, loophole rookies. If you've got a few of those in your team – they really burn you during the buys because they don't play the first week of buys, the second week of buys. They don't even play the third week of buys <laughs> because they're useless and they're just in there. So those those people who are up their rankings at the moment can just sting some extra points through loopholing their, their SDKs on the field in the back line and some of their midfield rookies. Yeah. So I know myself at the moment, I do have – Dylan Stevens, so yeah. that's making me even more want to trade him out and keep Connor McDonald, just because even if Connor McDonald does play, it provides another option during the buys, but I don't yeah. think he's going to last that long. I've minutes. got Uland as well as a loophole, so he's potentially someone I could offload as well for a playing rookie. Um, but, yeah, with rookies also just important to consider. You might look at your team now and see that you've got good coverage, but a lot of those rookies might get traded before the buys actually start and that could mess with your structure as well, depending yeah, on who you so bring Yeah, so even I know some other people might be tempted to trade in like a dead rook in your back line mm. who has that midfield and defender status just so you can downgrade your SDK, your Paddy McConaughey or Driscoll. Yeah. But then come buys, you just need to remember that player isn't going to score any points any week. So it just makes it really hard to um, – structure yourself around the buys when you have those uh, non-playing rookies in there. Yeah, well, like uh, Rioli, I'm, I'm still bringing him in this week, but he makes it even harder for me given that he has the round 12 buy. So just definitely something to be wary of as well. And that also feeds into my reasoning for getting Clark over Carroll because he doesn't have the round 12 buy, um, which is really important for me. So even though the buys are still a few weeks away, really important to factor them in for your rookie selections as well because that's could make or break you during those buy rounds. All right, Toddy. BCC, final call. I'm going to smash it out. Pretty stock standard for me again this week. I think I'm going to roll with McRae as VC into Lockie Neal. What do you reckon you're going to be doing? 
McRae VC into Mr. 150-plus this week. Now, community, I have been on an absolute tear when it comes to my final calls. You've got your last Gorn, two. Gorn 170. I'm get ahead of ourselves, Todd. Yeah, but that's a Gorny 170, I predicted. Yeah, that's fair. And the week before that was a Bowie 100-plus. And if you don't pay attention to the Twitters... Took went five points in the first quarter two weeks ago, and I said 120 plus, and he goes bang 160. Mm. So I am on a tear, and this bloke is going 150 plus this week. Christian Betraka against the Weagles. Now, the fortune teller did put this man down, and he's just going <laughs> to cop it. You're not happy in about it. All directions when Betraka <laughs> just comes out. With the sexiest 150. He's doing it easily. I'm I He's playing even... against Peel Thunder, effectively. Yeah. Manny Rao got 160 against this mob. Jaden Short got 150 against yeah. this mob. Petrucka could go 200 plus. But yeah. I'm controlling myself. I want to hit this hat trick and say 150 plus easily this week. And he's got the C. Well, the TFC. Who's your VC? VC's McRae. Yeah, okay. So I'm, yeah, VC into Neil. Final call for me. I got him up at about last couple of weeks ago when I got my final call out. I'm hoping I can do the same thing. Coming up against Carlton, Josh Kelly, 120 plus. Got to bounce back. Got to bounce back. Hang Todd, on. Hang Todd. on. You, you're not using the boost this week and now you're pulling out a, a midfielder you expected to average close to 120 before the season to score 120. He's gone over 120 once this year, Todd. Once. So and and you expected him to average one fifteen. Was hoping. All right, I'll say. What you expected him to average? One hundred and fifteen was my expectation, which is he's been very disappointing. It's partly Leon's fault. And then it gets to round round eight, and you he's averaging one hundred five. Final call is for him to average to score one hundred twenty. Look, it's disappointing, Todd. Thank you for tearing into me. It's he will need to score about eight hundred twenties on the trot to be a good pickup. He could still come good. All right, I'll say one hundred thirty. Final call one hundred thirty. All right, that's better. He's going to go big this week. The Blues probably won't tag him. Mackay's gone down. The wheels could fall off. Who knows? He's back. All the best this week, community. Might actually finish off with a quick shout-out. Usually we would do this at the start of the episode, but just a quick shout-out to a bloke in our group, Todd, that is ranked 35 overall. Isn't that the Prestitutes Inc. is the team name? I'm not sure if he's just done a sneaky little join the group late, but if you're still up there, my friend, uh, after round 10, we'll get you on the podcast. 654212 is the code to join. Keep your eyes peeled there. We've got a lot of bikes that are in the top 1,000 in our group. Um, Todd, you're a long way from, from that position. Um, yeah, so I think we did say whoever's leading at round 10 will get an invite onto the pod. Yes. You've still got two weeks to stay ahead of myself because I'm going to have oh, massive shut up, weeks. Todd. You are not anywhere near the top 1K and you will not be. Buy the Herald Sun this week, community, because my name's going to be there at number <laughs> one for this round. And then buy it the week after because I'm going to be top four again. Oh, this is what I'm going to put up with, community. All the best this week. And hopefully the truck goes 60 and I can get stuck in Todd next week in the podcast. He's going 150 plus.